Yep. No, we're good. We're good. All right. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. We've got Andrew Ziffro here and myself. We're going to go through the retail portfolio of not only what Greenleaf has, but also what we're seeing in the market uh, right now. And big reason we did this uh, this week versus the previous week is because we had our rate increase last week. So. Right, and we were waiting for the news to see how it impacts and what the, I guess, all the talking heads said. And yeah. Now well, we know. Now we know. What the Fed said and what the talking Yes. The news said, and, and what our bankers are telling us now for debt. Yeah, so we saw a 75-point increase uh, last week, and that's the second one of these now. So two big Fed rate hikes. Uh, that obviously impacts us directly. It impacts the valuation of real estate. It impacts all the debt that we're able to, uh, to get. And we think about the debt position uh, that we're currently in. Our debt is fixed, so it doesn't impact past deals, but future deals going forwards – uh, this 75 points probably really hasn't even been priced in. Right, right. And right so now. right now, you know, we're, we're operating as is. We're good for two years, as we'll talk about in a little bit. I mean, all our debt is, is, is we have nothing coming up in the near future. The first debt that's coming up is in 2024. And our debt is fixed. We're paying off principal. We're, we have cash flow. And so for, for if we just keep everything as is for the next 18 months, we're... We're okay. We're okay. We're yeah. good. We're good. But you look at the, the rate increase, they're obviously doing these rate increases because of inflation that's, that's been out there. June, the 12-month average was 9.1%. Fed's target is still 2%. So they're going to keep pushing until uh, they see that inflation come down, which could be a little bit here. Yeah, just hopefully they don't push too hard. <laughs> yep. But we'll see. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. So when we think about the debt increases, the debt the Fed rate increases, along with what inflation is doing Let's talk a little bit about uh, the deals that we currently have, because we, we have three main brands. We have mostly dollar stores, which is a dollar general or a family mm -hmm. dollar. And then we have quick service restaurants like the Zaxby's. Yeah, kind of have the two divisions. We have quick service restaurants or yeah, QSR, which are the drive-throughs, and then also some quick serve restaurants, which are like the Applebee's. Yeah, and then dollar stores. And dollar so stores, those kind yeah, of, yeah. Uh, And they're all at probably the lower price points if you look at food service out there as a whole or shopping experiences. Right, right. So very important too. those brands apply to a broad economic demographic, not just a very narrow. So if you think about like a fancy restaurant, that's a broad, very narrow income demographic, yeah. but a Zaxby's and an Applebee's, I mean, their audience is a lot bigger than some of the um, other rights yeah. businesses that are un unfortunately going to suffer during a economic pullback. If there's pullback yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if we think about the three main brands that we have or the types of stores we have, the quick service restaurants, we have like a Zaxby's, They've performed well, and they're also adapting well to the more takeout or more delivery model. Right. And, and um, just as the business itself, I mean, after the Goldman Sachs investment, I mean, Goldman Sachs doesn't buy something to let it sit there and do very little. Goldman yeah. Sachs. They want what, it to go. Yeah. What, what are the, you use, there's a certain word you use. They're not, they're not buying it to just sit still. Correct. They're buying it to move, and they're buying. They're going it to, to try and create value through expansion. And yeah, growing sales. because they're going to they're going to start to sell it in five or ten years for a two x or three x multiple. Right. Yeah. And then dollar stores. You know, the most of what we have are the dollar generals. Uh, we have the one family dollar, but you know, in the market with uh, the dollar stores, those normally do very well when you have, if you're going into a recession, as people are talking about, or if people are trying to spend less, those stores normally do very well. And just, I mean, in the past. Really, in the past eight years, they've almost doubled their doubled their sales. They opened seven thousand stores, so they're definitely growing. They have a new CEO that's coming in uh, in November for Dollar General, who's been there. Uh, I think he's been there like twenty five years. He started as a store manager. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. When you told yeah, me he that. started as a store manager and 
Nashville and now he's taken over as CEO. It's crazy. That is it's impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously a long-term, the hiring from within growth oriented company and then Applebee's too. I mean, they got purchased by private equity. They went through their, their restructuring and they've come out uh, very strong. And, on the and, other side. and Applebee's itself is also changing their business model where a lot of their food now is going out the side door. So our Lithia Springs Applebee's, when I did the, um, when I talked to the, the, the store manager, he said uh, I, 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 it was either 25, it was about 25% of his business was going out the side door. So that was 25. That's, yep. that's, 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 and that's higher than the chain. Yeah, and, and higher than chain. And it's, it's, it didn't exist before. So they invented a whole right. new business of delivery with all the partners, the Uber Eats, the DoorDash. Yeah, DoorDash and Uber Eats have, you know, they've kind of provided a whole other revenue source. And all of the, you know, the, the margins on that are even better because their DoorDash and Uber Eats pricing is higher than in the store. Yeah. So they're getting better margins on that business. And with Alicia Springs, you know, they're, they're doing well on uh, the amount that they have going up kind of the side door, what we call that. But I think as a chain, they're, they're aiming to have about 18% of their Applebee's, 18% of their store sales in 2023 targeted for kind of out the side door. Right. And so it's back to you know, our strategy is working. We're buying businesses that are kind of the top businesses in the whole ecosystem of the business chain. So like Applebee's, like Lithia Springs, Seneca, uh, Duluth, uh, we're, uh, we just bought Clean. All of these Applebee's are top performers inside the Applebee's system. And so, you know, if there's ever a problem, it's not, these Applebee's may be affected, but these are the Applebee's that are the survivors and that are going to be around for a long time. Yeah. And we think about, you know, with rate increases currently in the market, we want to take a look at just what we're seeing uh, out there right now. So when we look at our cap rates that we're able to buy deals at versus uh, the debt that we're currently seeing in the market. So yeah. we're always trying to, to buy on that spread. So we have, we have one chart that, that outlines this pretty well from 2018 when we first started buying these deals until now. So want to bring up the chart? We'll bring this up and, it, and it's, it really just shows us kind of the compression that we're seeing. And it's really, it's really been dramatic in the past month and a half. Yeah, like the last, well, started so. the last quarter, we had hints of it. But if you look at the graph, I mean, it's really clear, like over the over four years, just think about it, over four years, we've been buying deals you know, maybe we should back up a little bit. Cool. If, if, you, if you buy a deal for a million dollars and you buy it at a seven cap, but your debt is 6%, you're, you're basically bought the deal for, you're making 7%, but it costs you 6% to have the deal. So you're essentially making 1% on the deal. You know, not necessarily a good deal, but it's kind of the-, the, math. How, that's, the that's, math. that's the math. That's the math. And so for four years, we've been buying deals with a spread of 3.6 or 3.7% between debt and um, cap rate. And that's just been our standard buying practice. And we've done it over and over again. And the chart shows like our averages over the four years. Now, all of a yeah. sudden, over the last quarter, that 3.6, 3.7%, look what it went to. It went to- Yeah, it's a 1.8. 1.8%. So this- So you, how do you buy? But we didn't buy that deal. No, no. At 1.8%, <laughs> we didn't buy it. That was basically in the past month and a half. These are the deals that we're seeing when we're looking at what does pricing look like and what are our debt options? Because right. we've got a lot of deals where we're going through- what's in the market, we're getting debt quotes to see what we could do on a deal. And right now, the spreads we're seeing is about 1.8%. And, and if you look at the graph, if you notice the debt is going up, but the prices are staying high. So prices have not moved right now. And I'm not sure they're going to move enough to justify the actual cap rate. Because it's like, for example, the deals would have to move another three or another two points. So are, yeah. the, are these deals going to move to a nine cap? I mean, and but also a seller at that point has to be willing to sell it then. 
Right. And, and, and if I was a seller, I would just say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a break and just hold it for the next few years yeah. and let the market cycle. And keep your spread. Myself. Keep my spread. Yeah. And so. I'll, I'll work, in, in the meantime, I'm paying down debt. I'm getting a cash flow from it. And what am I going to buy if I sell this? So, yeah. is, so that, I mean, in the market right now, that's making it hard for us to find uh, opportunities, really. But it's also sellers are probably more patient than they need to be right now. I mean, it, or I guess maybe a different way of saying it, but sellers are being very patient. We're they don't being need pa- to sell. We're being patient as sellers right now ourselves. Yeah. So, yes. So, all right. So that's where we kind of see things in the market. When we look at our specific deals, you know, we can go into essentially our investment returns for the second quarter. We had essentially all of our triple net, all of our lease deals uh, paid out in the second quarter. And as a whole, we, will, we were able to pay out about 50% more than our preferred return this quarter. So on that front, uh, all of our deals are performing well cash flow wise. Uh, all of our deals are also principal paying. So yes. we're paying down uh, we principal down, on all of our- Was it $85,000? Yeah, this quarter. Just we the quarter. Yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, a lot of these loans are not, not huge loans, but right. we're making principal payments on everything. So not only do we have a cash flow asset, it's making distributions and we're paying down principal. So it's, we feel like we're in a good position with those. We're not interest only. We're not floating. Everything is fixed. So our investment returns that we've really done over the past four years are, are locked in. Right. And I told everybody on the the last uh, Applebee's we did clean, clean got 4% debt. And we clearly advertised to everybody, <laughs> this is the last of the 4% debt. So if you want to, your, your last 4% interest rate deal, get in this deal because it doesn't exist anymore. So now interest rates are in the fives, high fives, maybe even in the sixes yeah. now. So for some questionable deals. Yeah. And I don't think even the, the recent 75 point increase, I mean, only being a week ago, we haven't really gotten any new debt that has been priced with that into effect. You know, we've looking at our debt, say mid-July or early July, to kind of put our analysis together here. Yes. We'll see what new debt options look like probably within the first two weeks of August to see how much that they, they're going to change on that. They're obviously going to go up right from there. And even the housing market. So the housing market is always, you know, it's, it's always there right with, with us. And um, forget the... Um, yeah, they just hit over 6%. They, they pulled back a little bit on right. like the average 30-year mortgages, like the high fives right now. And there was a statistic about how volume, I think it's commercial real estate, it's either commercial real estate volume or a segment of the commercial real estate market. Uh, compared to the quarter last year, 40% down as far as transaction volume compared to last year. It's yeah. crazy. I, yeah, I think people are, are able to be patient and they don't need to. Yeah, well, you know, honestly, what's happening is exactly what should be happening. They're trying to slow down, slow down the economy, slow down inflation. And so, you know, we're, 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 <laughs> we're seeing that. We're, we're living it. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're, you know, exactly what they want to happen is happening and it's happening to us, unfortunately. Yeah. And that, that just, preclude, you know, limits the amount of future deals that we can buy right. that are going to meet our, our threshold. We're not just going to go buy something to buy something. So right. something that actually meets the returns that we need. That's uh, more limited yep. than what's out there. So we think about our deals as a whole, uh, inflation, and then we also have rates rise. So rates rising, we're kind of fixed, but the inflation impact does impact uh, our business in that it, some positive, some negative. On the, on the positive side, uh, inflation is going to drive up revenues at all of our stores. Right. And in and, and our, all of our businesses, they, I mean, Rent is just an expense. And so 
their rent is going to be fixed. They have a fixed sort of, uh, they have a fixed rent yeah. and they know what it's going to be over the next like 10, 20 years because they have all the options. Um, but what's going to happen is food costs, labor costs, those are all going up. And so eventually they start to, uh, rent is not their problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're looking at rent to sales ratios that are around 8%. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a threshold in the industry of like, if you have a quick service restaurant, 8% rent to sales, as sales go up, that rent as a percentage of sales is going to come down. So right. we're going to have stronger performing deals. So if we, if we have a, a Zaxby's or an Applebee's where same store sales go up dramatically because of it, yep. and our rent to sales ratio is now 5%, 6%, we have good, good backstory to try and bring that up and raise our rents to be a, a more in line with that 8% rent to sales ratio. But on the other hand, these same stores are now fighting wage cost and food right. cost. And, we're going to be the last phone call they make about cutting costs. They're going to cut costs other places. And you know, there, there's nothing we're going to do to cut costs because their rent is already affordable compared to their sales. It's super cheap. Right. And we always want to, we always want their rent to be, it's, it's, it's counterintuitive. But we don't want it to be too expensive. We want their rent to be cheap. We want to charge them below market rent. We want to be able to make money on below market rent. And they want, and, and we want to know that their rent is something they can afford and it's easy on them. Correct. Yeah. So that, that's really where we see things going with the, on the inflation part. The, the debt costs, all of our, with all of our stuff being fixed, we don't have any loans that mature until one in the middle of 2024 and one the end of 2024. So we still have a good amount of time for anything, uh, anything is coming due on that. Front. Right. And I've heard the talking heads are saying now the uh, 2023 or the end of 2023. The guessing. The guessing. Yes. Yes. The guessing of of, of how fast are rates going to go up and then down. Right. And so interest rates, you know, hopefully we'll have this uh, downward trend in, in 2023. And so 2024, hopefully rates will be somewhat where they are right now, or were, you know, last year, yeah. last year we could get three and a half percent debt, 4% debt over and over again. And it was just easy. Now, of course that doesn't exist yeah. anymore. So we, we have 17 assets as a whole and, and with only two that come up in 2024. Yeah. Uh, so we feel good about that position. Uh, one of them in April and then one of them is in July. Of 24. So we have a good amount of time on those. But I think if you just, in general, rates are probably going to be higher then than they are now. Yep. Possibly, you know. Um, but in preparing for that, we're looking at everything is principal pain. So we're paying the stuff down too, right? To, to get there and help. So otherwise, uh, we could dive into some questions that we have. I know we got some at the end of quarter two. Uh, we have some that came through here. So we'll answer questions that we have. Melody is with us today. She's going to help go through the Q&A for things that have been put in and uh, we'll get those we'll get those kicked off. Yeah. So our first question is from Charles Ellison. What is the capitalization rate slash, in, slash interest gap need to go back to for it to become attractive to purchase? We, we really need over 3% on that spread. And, that, and that's how we're able to, well, well one, in our model, we need over 3% because we want to have an amortizing full loan. Now, that spread could be lower if you're not doing an amortized loan with principal payments, but we want to have principal payments. So we need 3% spread 
to be able to have an effective right. deal. And just to reiterate, you know, the average over four years has been about that 3.6, 3.7. Yeah. 3.6, 3.7, Charles, I think you're getting a che- pretty reliable check every quarter. And so, you know, that's- But that gives right us now. a little bit of extra profit in the deal. Yes, yes. So the more, right. And so some of our deals are have a, have a 4% spread. Some deals have maybe a 3% spread, but it kind of averages yeah. out. But 3% is really our break even on hitting the preferred returns. Yes. So we need to hit 3%. And then above that, we're able to make uh, profits on it as well. And remember, these are all cash flow deals. So we're not, I mean, the, we're, we're, we are creating some value by adding lease term and, and cap rate yeah. compression. But, you know, ultimately what's, what's driving the value is the actual cash flow of the deal. And so we're, um, that's what we're counting on. And, and those are a lot of people's yeah. paychecks. And that's a good, that's a little bit of a good segue too. If we talk about just the value creation opportunities that we're currently seeing. So right now, the, the only way we're seeing to create value that could get us to a 3% spread if we buy something below that would be, uh, and we're trying this with a deal right now, is buying something that has a very short-term lease, getting it under contract, and then trying to extend that lease while we're under contract to see if we can then have a long-term lease with better rates once we close. So that's a little bit of uh, engineering in the sales process where we have to have a seller with a short-term lease be willing to engage. And then also at that same time, talking with the brand to say, well, you guys, are you guys willing to renegotiate your, your lease on a deal that we're, we don't even own yet that we're trying to close and then package that together to get our spread. That's a very creative uh, way that we're able to, to try and negotiate to get to that 3%, but that's really the only value creation opportunity we're seeing in the market right now. So on that note, what do rising what does rising rates do to our current loans that we have in place, specifically Applebee's, Seneca, and Dollar General, Charleston? Yeah, so the ones that are in place, I mean, they're fixed, so they're not going to go anywhere. So I think those are pretty much, I mean, those are pretty much locked and they're, they're okay. We don't have yeah. anything that's adjustable. We don't have anything that's floating. And so those should stay as is, and yep. they're, they're not going to be up until it's either 2025 or 2026, depending yeah, on when we bought them. Yeah. But um, so so that cash flow is locked in through 2025, yeah. 2026. So those are going to be easy ones. Those are going to be easy checks that we write every quarter. Nothing's going to change. It's just a stable cash flowing deal. Now uh, with uh, Seneca, just a little side note. I mean, Applebee's did come to us and say, "Hey, we want to talk to you about a lease extension." But you know, if any of these, um, if any of our brands start talking to us about lease extensions, uh, do you know what happens? Uh, well, we talk to them about the lease extension. We get the lease extension, and what happens the day after the lease extension? Worth more. Right, and. We generally put it up for sale. <laughs> yes, we have. We're doing that right now with the Dollar General that they they came to us and we were able to get a, a ten year lease extension yeah. on a on I think I believe we had two years left. So now yeah. it's worth a lot more with that longer term right. lease in place, and we're looking at exit. So during our lifetime of ownership of the property, whenever we know that okay, this is the longest term we're ever going to have on this property, that is going to be the maximum value we have, and so that is the that's the that is the exit point that we look for. So what is your outlook on retail spending at Dollar General or Zaxby's with consumers looking to spend less? That's a good question too. I mean, I mean, we we think with the stores that we're in, the quick service and the dollar stores, we think those are very good uh, positions in the consumer spending kind of market to have. So if people are going to cut back, they'll probably cut back and go to places that are cheaper. And that's definitely quick service restaurants, or especially the dollar, the dollar stores, just dollar stores are, are predominantly do very well in the 
comparatively, like you're going to shop less at like maybe a target, right? You'll probably go more to a dollar store well, if you're like, looking to save money. It's somewhat a recession proof business because, you know, a family still needs to eat. So if a family can't go to, I don't know, a, a fancy restaurant to go eat for four because it's going to cost a hundred dollars, they're going to go to Applebee's or they can go to Zaxby's and they can get a very quick meal. And Zaxby's of course is convenient. It's easy. And yeah. there's a drive through and if you really want to, you just make a phone call and it gets delivered to your front door. So, you know, of all these businesses, the businesses that cater to an inexpensive ticket price, I think are the businesses that are going to survive. Yeah. The businesses that have expensive ticket prices, like the uh, we had the banker buy us dinner last night. Those are the it's businesses. expensive. Yeah, that's, those, those are the businesses. Those are probably going to get hit a little bit more. Yeah, they'll get hit more. They're going to get hit more than an Applebee's or a Zaxby's. Uh, what are the next loans that you have coming due and do you have any plans to refinance them? So, I mean, the next two we have are, are really the two that come in April and July of 2024. 2024, correct. Uh, but, th- that, but that's it. We only have those two. And I mean, we would like to refinance them at that point, not now. So we don't have anything. We don't really have anything in the next 18 months that we plan on refinancing. So nothing are- rest of this year, nothing throughout 2023. Uh, that would be refinancing. So we're coasting for the next two years, essentially, with the existing debt. We have nothing to do with our debt right now, as far as the retail yeah. portfolio is concerned. Okay, so is inflation on our side? Inflation you know, is on our side. We, sort think, of. A, we think a little bit right now <laughs> that it that it is. Obviously, we don't want inflation to go totally off the charts and uh, really hamper the economy as a whole. But with a little bit of rising prices. Uh, we're seeing that help our our rent gets cheaper as prices get more expensive. It helps our ratios when we're looking at the deal. So when a, when a, when a Zaxby's goes from a two million dollars in sales to two point two million dollars in sales, our their, our rent that we charge them becomes cheaper to them. So their ratios go down, and and it makes it yeah. makes it less of an impact to their bottom line. They're they're more concerned about chicken prices than their rent, right? Our last question is more of an operations type of question or process. When do I see distributions if they are dated in June in the portal? Uh, so that's, you know, process-wise on how we do our accounting. When we close our month end, so for the second quarter, we close our month end in June, and then we make our distributions that go out on July 20th. So uh, we'll, we'll close the month. We see all of the financial positions from the financial statements there, balance sheets statements. Uh, and then from there, we calculate what the distributions are going to be. We post those distributions into our investment portal as a basically an end of June entry, and then they're distributed on July 20th. So when they go out on July 20th, they probably hit a bank account around 21st or 22nd, but everything is posted kind of at that end of quarter. So even third quarter, uh, when we close out September, at the end of September, uh, we'll finish and lock down the balance sheets and the income statements. Uh, we'll post what the distributions amounts are going to be, and then we'll distribute on October 20th. Those are all our questions. Well, thanks. Thanks all for yeah. joining us. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a good rest of the day. Yeah, we have the cue, the music queued up for the ending, or not yet? No, no music queued up. We don't even have one of those little like those uh, clapper. Okay, things that maybe end. for the next one. It just goes off. Okay.